Radio. I'm a Catholic, I'm 19 years old, and I came to the Corpus Christi procession this year, 2012, because it is a beautiful tradition of the church. Because um, I wanted to walk with Christ. I'm here to walk with our God. I think it's a, a great showing of uh, community faith. I think anyone who's willing to walk through the wind and the rain for something has got to be, got to be quite staunch in their beliefs. Because I think it's totally awesome. We have a bishop who could, would organise something like this. It's having pumped all week for this. Last Sunday, the 10th of June, Sydney marked the Feast of Corpus Christi with its annual Eucharistic procession, the Walk with Christ. Despite Sydney's dreadful weather in the last week, an estimated 5,000 people participated in the walk from St. Patrick's Church Hill to St. Mary's Cathedral in a spirit of prayer and solidarity through the streets of Sydney. The procession is led by Bishop Julian Porteus and the Blessed Sacrament, followed by a congregation filled with prayer and song. But what exactly brings the people out on a gloomy winter's day in Sydney? Natasha D was in the procession to find out. This is Natasha D coming to you for Cradio from the Walk with Christ, celebrating the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And I'm here with John, who's here with his lovely family. Welcome, John. What's brought you out today? Uh, they said it was going to be a really beautiful day and the sun was going to be shining, so we thought we'd come out and have a lovely day in the city but uh, mainly here to uh, walk with Christ in procession through the streets of Sydney, helping to uh, sanctify the city through our presence and through our witness. Now, on this, this lovely long weekend, what's brought you to the Sydney CBD today? Oh, uh, Walk with Christ, the Feast of Corpus Christi. So why is that important to you? Oh, well, it's the feast of what we believe as Catholics, that Jesus is with us in the church through the Holy Body of Christ, um, the Eucharist, and so yeah, definitely calls for celebration. Oh, I'm here to volunteer, just mainly for gentle crowd control. Okay. And why why is that something that you'd like to do for this particular event? Well, I'm part of the Catinian Association, and we were invited to come along as volunteers to help do this, and we were quite happy to do so. Uh, basically, I've been coming the past couple of years. Uh, basically, this time we uh, we organised a Divine Mercy Devotion promotional group. Um, uh, for, the, for the walk with Christ, uh, hey, you've got to have divine mercy uh, there. And so, yeah, I organised a, a, a bunch of youth uh, to, uh, to assist in carrying the banner and the divine mercy image and hand out divine mercy flyers and that. So we stood at the back and it was good because we got to see uh, the thousands of people walk through the streets as we followed. So we can see that families, youth, Volunteers and devotional groups, and everyone in between, turned out to celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi. But where does the Feast of Corpus Christi come from? And why do we have such a devotion to the Blessed Sacrament? I caught up with Bishop Julian Porteous earlier to find out. It's a, the Feast of Corpus Christi, I think, has a very interesting um, origin. It, it developed in the 13th century. It was it developed particularly because of a, a nun who uh, was in the Diocese of Liège in Belgium, uh, a, a Saint Juliana, and uh, she had a she was a contemplative nun and, and Augustinian nun and had uh, a great devotion to the real presence of the Lord in the Blessed Eucharist and used to pray before the Blessed Sacrament a great deal and really felt impelled to encourage a, a feast to give honour to the presence of the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So she approached her bishop and the bishop responded and the Archdiocese of Liège in Belgium in the early part of the 13th century introduced a 
particular diocesan feast, which was the feast of Corpus Christi. Now, as it turned out, one of the archdeacons in the uh, Archdiocese of Liège eventually became a pope, became Pope Urban IV. And because of his experience there in Liège, he felt that this feast was worthy of being celebrated across the Universal Church. And so as, as Pope in the year 1264, he, um, he then mandated that this feast of Corpus Christi would be honoured by the entire church. The practice developed of people wanting to, to carry the Blessed Sacrament through the streets of their village or their town. And we, we find as the feast has been established in the church, this became a very natural way in which the feast was given expression by the people. See, I think one of the important things was that in those days, people didn't receive communion very often. And what they wanted was some way of showing their devotion, their appreciation for, for the gift of Christ's presence in the Blessed Sacrament. And so the carrying of the, of the, the uh, consecrated host in the monstrance around the streets of the town was a way in which they could give expression to their appreciation of this, of this wonderful gift of Christ's presence in the Blessed Sacrament. The more I think about it, the, the, a couple of things really are striking me more and more clearly about the significance of the Eucharist. The first thing that I'm more and more aware of is the profound significance of what the Lord did at the Last Supper. It was the Last Supper. He was about to go to his passion and death and resurrection. This was the last time he would have a, if like a formal meal with his disciples. It was also happened to be, and very deliberately on, on his part, was the, the Passover meal, the most sacred meal for the Jewish people each year. He transformed that meal, which is commemorating the, the Passover of the, of the Israelites from, from Egypt to the, to the Promised Land. But he, uh, he transformed that um, by saying, this is my body, this is my blood, it's over the bread and over the wine. Now, that would have made no sense at that moment. But of course, subsequent to his death and resurrection, it made tremendous sense. And when he said, do this in memory of me. So if like this was the very deliberate action whereby Lord was saying, after my death and resurrection, I'm going to give you a means by which firstly you can participate in the significance and meaning of my death and resurrection, the body, the blood, the separation of the body and blood, the sign of death. So we, I want you to participate in my death, which is a, a saving death. Um, and secondly, He's inviting them to say, and this will be the means by which I continue to be present among you and with you. And, you know, in, in St. John's Gospel where he says, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him. So, in other words, the Lord very deliberately said, I'm about to go to my crucifixion, which is the act by which I will redeem humanity. I want to give you a means by which you can continue to unite yourself with the significance and meaning of my crucifixion and also my new risen life can be can come to you and you can share in and participate in the risen life a deeper communion with me this is a profound thing a wonderful thing and really is at the very uh, the very heart the apex if you like of the living of our Christian life we believe in Jesus, we follow his teaching, his example, we, we, we seek to be a witness to him. But he says, you, my disciples, this is my gift to you. This is my, my gift to you is the Eucharist. 
So it really is the very heart of our Catholic faith. So the more ways that we can express it, we express it ultimately in Mass, that's the most important thing, and receiving Holy Communion. But other means by which we can acknowledge the greatness of this gift and our appreciation for its importance to our Christian life by adoration, by processions of the Blessed Sacrament, all this enhances our appreciation of how important this is and how significant this is in our life as Catholics. I, I was just so inspired by the, the, the people there, the, the, the numbers of people who were there um, walking in, in less than pleasant conditions. And, <clears throat> and yet afterwards people were saying to me, oh, it was wonderful, Bishop, it was just so wonderful to be in this procession. You know, why was this? I, I, think, I, I think firstly people have such a love for our Lord Jesus Christ and such an appreciation of the gift of himself to us in the Eucharist. That this becomes a way that they can give expression to that. They can show by this procession how much the, the presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament means to them in their own lives. And uh, so I, I think it's um, it's their chance of, once it's a giving back, you know, to say, this means so much to me, uh, even if it's a bit unpleasant. I, I'm more than happy to do it because I'm so grateful for this gift and, and what it means for my life as, as a Catholic. Sydney's procession is organised by Credo, Sydney's Catholic Renewal and Evangelisation Diocesan Office. I managed to catch up with Credo Director Catherine Kennedy to get her thoughts on the growth and response of the Walk with Christ. Uh, yes, look, it is growing each year, and that's what's really exciting. Um, one of the things we've done for the last couple of years is that we've also been uh, inviting the school, the Catholic school communities, to become involved, and they're really taking to that. Um, you know, in each in the past we would just give a book of life, a petition book to each parish, but we now provide a petition book to all the schools as well, and so that means the school community is writing their petitions and then also bringing that along, representing their school, uh, presenting. It, um, you know, there at um, the cathedral steps before our Lord, you know, and so we're starting to see a lot of young students with their school banners and things like that. And it's, so it's really exciting, you know. If you were there on Sunday, you would have noticed how many young families are there, you know, as well. It's not just, you know, the, the faithful few that you would expect. It's all ages and stages that are coming along. When people hear about it, um, a lot of well, a lot of your older Catholics go, "Oh wow, I haven't done that in years," or you know, I remember doing that as a child, things like that. If they've been before, they're very positive. Um, anyone who comes for the first time are really quite blown away by, you know, by the the beauty of it, but also by I think just the corporate power of it. You know, having so many Catholics together from all around the archdiocese gives you a real sense of, you know. A pride to be Catholic, that you are bigger. You're in something that's bigger than just your your little part of the world and your experience. Uh, and I think that's very exciting for people. I guess that's a little bit of the like the World Youth Day experience that young people get. So this is like a little taste of that. And I guess the next question is, how do people along the way um, and and onlookers? react to what they see and I've got to tell you it's it's mostly positive. We um, actually have a team of people who walk along, uh, we call them the evangelization team and they walk along um, 
prepared to answer questions, actually approach people who are looking, clearly wondering what's going on, and we sort of ask, would you like to know? And we can then engage in a conversation. We talk about how we're here to pray for people in for the whole of Sydney as well, and we ask them for their prayer intentions. And you'd be amazed how many people do ask us to pray for someone in particular in their lives or for a particular petition who are very pleased to, to know what it's about. And um, and we can often leave them with a little, you know, something like a rosary and rackets medal, perhaps a little um, a New Testament, something like that, that will sort of encourage them in their own faith. And, and so the engagement with the public is, is mostly very, very positive. This year's procession in Sydney was certainly an against-the-odds success, and we pray it will continue strongly for the years to come. With the recently launched Year of Grace calling us to contemplate the face of Christ, what better way to enter into the year than through a devotion to Corpus Christi himself by attending, or pushing to start, Adoration at Your Parish. This is Luke Strier, and you're listening to Cradio. For more shows, visit cradio.org.au.